Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. It's that time of the year. November 7th comes. Daylight savings time ends at 2 a.m. and the clocks go backward one hour. Now, sunrise and sunset, of course, will be an hour earlier on November 7th, and some of you will be listening after the time change, but that's fine. I just wanted to get into the details here. There's more light in the morning when we when we do this. So I have a couple of questions, of course, that I always ponder during this time. How come we don't celebrate daylight savings time? We celebrate the new year by having a New Year's Eve party, and maybe we need to drop a ball at about 159 and start daylight savings rocking Eve. Why? We even change it at 2 a.m., which I don't understand. We can move it to midnight and then start a party then, and even greater would be it moved to 11 o'clock and maybe you can get to bed a little bit earlier. So I'm always about the party. And I also would like to understand a few other things. If it's 10.30 a.m. on Sunday morning, but it feels like 11.30 a.m., I would prefer to feel like Friday versus Sunday. But that's just my opinion. And if we're truly falling back, can we go back to when I was thin and young? That would be a lot better. The one benefit of technology today is we got newer technology when we have to turn the clocks back. No more VCRs blinking at 12 a.m. with no one being able to set it. So, um, But as usual in this episode, I want to teach a few things in terms of the change. So I went to the New York Times. There's an article about the 2021 Daylight Savings Time. And as most of you would expect, most Americans really don't like the confusing disruption and, and ritual that we do of changing the clocks twice a year. But they're split on what system they prefer, whether they like it in March or do they like it in in November, right? So this is kind of interesting. A bipartisan group of senators, kind of an oxymoron, uh, reintroduced a bill to get rid of a standard time, get rid of it totally, and make daylight time permanent. He followed the lead of 19 states that passed similar legislation. But others, scientists who study sleep and biological rhythms, especially argue that daylight savings or daylight time rather should be scrapped. So of course we really need to know why do we even do this in the first place? Most people always say it's the farmers and you know we need kids to go to school early or whatever, but that is not the reason. I'm going to explain. So the origins of daylight time were traced back to Benjamin Franklin, who in who in 1784 in an essay suggested that the city of Paris could save millions of pounds of candle wax each year if Parisians would wake up earlier in the morning and went to bed earlier at night. But it actually wasn't until World War I that the idea gained serious political momentum. In 1916, the German government embraced moving the clocks forward as a means of saving energy. And that was according to David Perot, the author of Seize the Daylight. And soon England and much of the rest of Europe followed suit, as did the United States. In March of 1918, Congress enacted the Standard Time Act, which defined the, you know, the country's uh, defined rather the country's time zones. But it wasn't until 1966 that the Uniform Time Act uh, took place in 1966, which established daylight time through most of the of the country. Although Arizona and Hawaii are still uh, the remaining holdout uh, states. So today. Standard time is only in effect, which is interesting, for four months between November and March. Um, so it's very interesting. So here's kind of uh, what most people think because of energy, right? But the twice yearly switch no longer saves much energy. 
uh, but it does take a serious toll on people's health. And according to a 2017 study, the transition uh, from daylight time to standard time is associated with 11% increase in depressive episodes. So people get a little bit more depressed during this whole time. Now, getting rid of standard time, which would be preferable, would mean you would wake up. Sometimes it would be slightly darker outside, but you also would get more sunlight in daytime after five. And Ben Yakis, who wrote for the Gothamist in 2019, said, ask yourself if you're more likely to be outside in the world at 7.30 in the morning or 5.30 p.m., and then you'll know where you fall on the issue. Now, I prefer to have more light later after work. So let's just pick one and just get rid of it. And let's get rid of the meme uh, with Cher that says, if I could turn back time, now that I got that earworm in your head, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She has had a 20-year career as a radio personality on Long Island, currently a voiceover actor, blogger. Please welcome the very talented Kara Reifer to Lens Burning Bush. Kara, how are you? And are you as annoyed at, like me with the two stupid time change? I can't stand it. Len, this is like the topic of choice for me because I cannot stand it. Talk about depressed. And thank you, by the way, for having me on this morning. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, this It gets dark at four o'clock in the afternoon, and I just want to sit on the couch and go to bed and cry. I mean, talk about... <laughs> I love summer. I love when it's daylight till nine o'clock at night. The sun rises earlier in the day. It's like, oh, yes, I can be productive and face the world. Now it's like... Oh, do I have to leave the house? <laughs> exactly. There was a, a meme I saw this week that said uh, normally in the summer at like seven o'clock, you know, you're looking out and you still have plenty of time for light and you're getting excited. And then they show the same person during uh, at seven o'clock with their pajamas on getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> That's exactly right, because you feel like it's midnight. I was last night. It was Friday night. I'm in my house. And I thought it was, I'm not even exaggerating. I seriously thought it was midnight. It was 7.30. Yeah. I said, it's 7.30. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> I know. Wait. And just wait till that clock goes back. You, you know, you're, you're going to have, you know, the situation where I see, I live at the end of the Eastern time zone. So luckily it doesn't get dark till 5.15, 5.30 in the, you know, during this whole time change where I, when I lived in New York and New Jersey, it was 4.30. You're right. It, it's awful. Oh. It's terrible. And you can tell the sun is starting to shift even earlier than that. Like three o'clock, it's already starting. And it's just really bad. It's really not good. No. So what's the big complaint? So I've noticed that even at my house at like 730, it's still pretty dark out right now. So obviously right. it's going to be 630 when, when we do the time change. But what's the big deal? So I, I, other than sleeping through your alarm because it's so dark in the house, um, what is the, what is the, you know, the kids going to school in the dark? Is that, you know, why people get upset over this? I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get the. Well, for me personally, I, when I did mornings, um, I found it was a lot easier in the summertime to wake up at 3 a.m. Yes. Because when I would get to work at 4.30 in the morning, the sun would start, the sky would be brightening already. So it kind of felt normal because you're getting up with the sun, which is how it's supposed to be. However, this time of the year, it, the sun doesn't come up until 7.30 a.m. So you're halfway done with your, with your work day at that point, And it's still dark. Yeah. So it screws, to me, it, it like screws with your, uh, what is it, your rhythm or whatever. It does. And, and then there's the, the, always those people, and this drives me crazy, you always have those friends that will post on Facebook, oh, it's so great to get that extra hour of sleep, or, or you lose an hour of sleep. Hello, it's one day. It's not like you're, you know, come on. 
Did they not understand right. this? No, and then I think what happens, Len, is that one hour, it kind of screws you up for like a couple of weeks because your body is readjusting. So we really, I don't really see the point in today's world why we have to do this. Can't we just keep it? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 believe me, I would be the first in line to uh, just let's let's do this in March. Let's If we're, if we're going to switch it, let's switch it in March and then let's not switch it again. I totally agree, 100%. Because I think it's, like I said, the worst case scenario on November the 6th, you wake up and it's 7.30 in the morning and it's still dark out. Okay. <laughs> Can you live with that? I mean, but then, you know, eventually it's going to get to a point where it's lighter again. It's going to, you know, if you just leave it where it is. Right, right. We're never satisfied I, with leaving anything where it is. And I think that's no. the biggest problem. Yeah, I think right. We, <laughs> we always but, why did we change that? Well, there's so many stupid traditions that we do that that we don't need to do anymore. Like I just don't understand it. Like the, we changed the one change I always I, I've hated um, that we changed, but we keep this stupid time change. Is that in our area and other places south and and they start school so damn early now. So they start. So it's always been a pet peeve of mine. We start school in August, which kills the summer. They actually um, in Michigan stopped it they said you know what we can't start till after labor day because it kills our tourism um and and i just don't understand why we have to do that we change school to august but we can't change the stupid time thing we can't we can't that we can do and and that's more screw up than anything else you know what when you put it that way i 100 percent agree i never understood that when i see my friends on facebook and they're in different parts of the country and it's like the middle of august and first day of school yeah I know. <laughs> are you serious three weeks till Labor Day. Like, don't you want to have a, a, you know, a one last vacation? And how do you plan with your family members who are out of state? If you want to see them, everybody's on a different schedule. It's just so crazy. Well, this Labor day, yeah, this day and age, I think we can agree that you could figure out a schedule for school that ends Memorial Day and starts Labor Day. I mean, you can, there's no reason why you couldn't put 180 days or whatever the number is and figure out how you can get to and cut some of these stupid breaks um, that they have like just uh, Thursday, Friday teachers convention or whatever the stupid thing is, you know, let, right. the, let them do their convention in May through September and they can, you know, and let the, yeah, go to class until May and then go back. Cause life is hard enough. I mean, when you get old like us, I mean, I just feel like it, it, there's, it's so hard to be an adult and it, it, it sucks to be an adult and they make, they're making these kids like be miserable way before they need to be miserable. Speaking of being miserable, when we were kids, we had snow days and it was exciting because it actually meant a snow day. But now with all the remote learning, when the kids are home, I think some of the school districts actually said, no, you can actually get a snow day. It's important, I think, for kids to be kids and have that fun. If you're coming to be doing schoolwork, even on a day like that, it takes away from your, your childhood and, and the experiences, in my opinion. One of the benefits of living in the Northeast is is to have those snow days. And I just don't get it, like, why you have to take everything away. With the remote learning, that just, first of all, they don't even know how to do it. Most <laughs> of these schools don't know how to do the remote learning. It's like, you know, it'd be easy just to have a classroom virtually and just have the teacher actually teach like they would, you know, in, in a normal day. But they don't do that. They just, they do assignments and they, they make the kids just sit there and have no direction other than, you know, a few things here and there. And I think they really blew it. Which they could have, you know, if, again, using all the technology, Zoom and whatever, they could have a Zoom classroom. And it's hard to sit at a computer 
for six hours, but they could take breaks and they could have a schedule where you have a 30 minute class versus a 40 minute class. They could, they could have done that a little bit better. And I think they, they made all the kids kind of hate. I know my daughter couldn't stand the online and she didn't do very well. And, and the grades were suffered because of it. You know, when you, when you have that. So there's this whole thing, we change stupid things and we don't change the ones that easily could be, be changed. Well put. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So I don't know if you've seen this, but your iPhone, did you, you have the new iPhone yet? Do you have the 12? I, well, of course. I have the 12. I didn't get the 13. Good. Me um, neither. Yeah. But I needed to have the 12 and I needed to get the big one. So it's, you know, I yeah. guess it's the max. I can't even keep up. Yeah, I've got the pro. I, I didn't get the pro max, but I got the pro, the, the one before it because it didn't make sense to spend the extra hundred bucks on the other one. I think I, I oh. but I had the 12 also. And the reason I got the 12 is because I had an eight and I wanted to get the 5g phone and I went ahead and, uh, the 13 was coming out in a month or two, but I was like, you know what? My luck, it'll be Christmas before I get it. And I'm like, cause my son's still waiting for his 13. He ordered it a few weeks ago and it's like November 20th or something. Every, oh. Everything is on back order and I can never, I, you can never right. get anything. So I decided to get it. Uh, but there's a new feature. I don't know if you've seen on these phones now that are allowing you not to be tracked. Have you noticed that? You know, I heard about it, yeah. but I try to do it on my phone. Do I have to go to settings or something? Well, it comes up. It, anytime you open up the app, it'll say to you, do you want this to be tracked? And you can say no right away. And what's kind of cool about that is, it, you know, people don't want to be tracked, but there's a cost involved in this. I don't know if you know this, but apparently no. Facebook is really losing money because of this. So this is interesting. So um, I saw an article, in, you know, with this, uh, it has merged the Apple, the Apple's app tracking transparency, ATT, um, features which cut down the ability to track you on your iPhone. It's costing social media firms $10 billion in lost yeah. revenue. And this is not just Facebook. This is this has got as um, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting. It, it's even gone to like a company like Peloton, who likes the idea of be, you know tracking and can keep things. You know the stupid Peloton where they charge you two thousand dollars to basically be a clothes hanger, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It just sits there. Nobody uses it. <laughs> but but Peloton reporting a loss of three hundred and seventy six million dollars through September, and they're blaming this whole iPhone thing with, yeah. with the tracking. Yeah. See, you're very informative, Len. I had no idea. About well, this is this is why you come on the show to learn. I try to teach people things in addition to being, uh, you know, measurable. But oh. <laughs> but there there is, you know, I, I like the idea of not being tracked because everybody's always complaining. Oh, they're tracking. Meanwhile, they're posting all their pictures on Facebook and Instagram anyway. Well, that's the whole thing. You're putting it all out there for people to see. And once it's out there, it lives there. I mean, even do you remember the Wayback Machine with the Internet, with old websites? Even yeah. if the website is gone, you can still find stuff from like 20 years ago. So, I, I mean, we're pretty much beyond that point, I think. You know, we're under a microscope. We really are. That movie with Jim Carrey, right? What yeah. the heck was that? That's what it is. Yeah. No, we're just watching it. Uh, it was um, Truman. The yeah, Truman mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that. I, I had no idea, but um, <laughs> no, it's it, it's kind of interesting. We 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 are so in our phones, and so everything is is well. I was talking with with friends last night. And we were talking about going to a hockey game, um, okay. and you know how most people will sit there and watch the game, but now today's 
people do not watch the game. They sit there on their phone. I was I was complaining about this. I went to um, I took my son to New York to see the Yankees and um, to see the Mets. We went uh, end of July, early August. We went to see. Uh, unfortunately, the Mets lost and the Yankees lost. Um, wow. But that you know what what was interesting. I noticed on the screens at both ballparks. Follow the Mets on the app. Follow the Yankees on the app. And then during during game, we will do this and we'll do that. And I'm like, I basically yelled out, get off your damn phone and watch the game. You're at a beautiful ballpark and you got a beer in your hand. Like, get off the friggin' phone. But you know what, Len? It's become an addiction. Do you it remember is. when Facebook went down for six hours? Yes, I did an episode on that. The Facebook Instagram outage. Yes. I was losing my mind. I'm not even kidding. That's when I realized how big of a problem I have because yeah. I am like, I need to look, I need to check my, I mean, what's going on. You know, you feel so disconnected, but it's so unhealthy. You're right. You need to experience these moments when you're out with your family, when you're at the game, enjoy, you got the sun beating down on you. I have an ice cold beer and a hot dog. Like, you know, but no, I got to take a picture of the hot dog. I got to make sure it's the perfect, you know, angle, <laughs> put it, it on Instagram. Pictures are, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not still don't like to take pictures. I like to remember the event myself, and, and I'm not a big picture guy. Um, okay. I, you know, I, I don't do that. Everybody else does it for me. Like, if you go with other people and they tag you and their pictures, like, they all do it. And it's like, oh, or we check in here, and I, I hate that. I don't want people to know everything. I mean, there's got to be a little bit of uh, mystery. It's right, right. You know, I, I just yeah. I feel like with the whole phone thing, everybody's just so wrapped up. And, and, and you talk about that uh, – you know, Facebook, Instagram, we need to go back to like the seventies when we had four channels of TV and we just, that was it. I mean, you know, you didn't have anything. You, you just had to go outside and play. Right. And if you, if you had a favorite show, if you missed it on Tuesday, oh, well, if you, before VCRs, it was like, um, you're out of luck. <laughs> now we're binge watching everything. Hell, I'm going back. I went back and wa I'm watching the Sopranos again because oh, wow. because of the movie, um, the prequel, I, I decided to watch it again because I saw the prequel and I'm watching Which, Sopranos again. I see you're, you're going to laugh at me. I actually never I saw a few episodes of the Sopranos, but I never actually watched the series. Oh, you're, you're dead to me. That's it. It's over. It, it's over. Our relationship is ending. But... Our, our relationship is over. It's I'm over. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. The, the, I just love that kind of stuff. And I had a, I did an episode with a friend of mine, uh, Brian Pitts. He was on. We did a mob episode. And I kind of knew that David Chase was going to do this movie and then maybe do a prequel series because that that would make sense. But it it's tremendous. Um, he did a really good job. The show is good. If you haven't seen it, you probably should watch a few episodes. You'll you'll like it. You'll get hit because it's kind of you know you see your area. You know, obviously New Yorkers and New Jersey um, are are portrayed in it, so it's a, it's a great show. See, I love that. I always love watching TV shows that have Long Island or something yeah. in it, like Manifest. They film a lot of it at Republic Airport in Farmingdale, which is uh, right where the radio station is that I used to work at. So I'm like watching the show and I said, oh, my God, I see Stu Leonard's in the background. I see all these places. It's so it's so cool. And then they're in Massapequa yeah. and they're talking about all this stuff. So I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to have some of your hometown stuff. And, and, and I guess people in the other parts of the country don't really care. But, yeah, they don't. But what's interesting is, you know, I, I, I liked as a kid the show WKRP in Cincinnati. <gasps> yes. And I, you know, didn't realize I would ever eventually move. But when you go back and watch it again, 
it's kind of cool to see, oh, wow, I know that that's the, the bridge. And, you know, it, it's kind of cool now to see all the things that now you live here, you know, uh, but that was that was to me, that was the best radio show ever. Right. WKRB oh, it was since. so spot on. Yeah. And it's funny. I used to watch it in the reruns, I guess. Well, it was on a long time, but Fox five used to play all those shows like WKRP, yeah. three company, different strokes. So I would watch them. And um, I never at that point, I, I didn't think that I would work in radio. And then I should really go back and watch it now. Because like you're saying, because you're, you know, where yeah, you live now, it's like fresh eyes. Well, what's interesting is in watching The Sopranos, and this is the third time I'm going through it. So when it was on, I watched it. And then maybe about five years or four years after, I watched it again. And now I'm watching it again through all six seasons. And I'm watching it and I'm like, I don't, like there's things I don't remember even after watching it twice. So it's kind of nice to watch something again to see an episode that you might've thought you, you know, whatever, but it, it's kind of cool to, to look back at that. Well, see my favorite show of all time is moonlighting with Bruce Willis. Oh. And um, that was done on like a single camera. It was shot more like a movie and that's the same thing. I can't even tell you how many times I've seen each episode, but there are still some things that you miss because you may be looking at the background or you may be listening to the music or the dialogue and then they may have a little Easter egg or something in there that you missed the first time. Because some people don't get what, did you already saw that once? Why do you need to watch it again? So I'm glad that you share my view with, you know, repeated watches. Oh. And <laughs> Although I still don't, like, I do agree with uh, watching something again, but I, these people that have these, uh, you know, it's just like a Seinfeld episode you put a book on a bookshelf. Why do you need to read it again? Like, you know, once you've read a book, but again, I guess people look at it the same way we look at the TV shows as the reason why you'd want to reread a book. Yeah, I think so. And just the way somebody writes or somebody just really is enamored with their style or something in the story. It just, yeah. I mean, plus most of our attention is never there all the time. So goes back to being on your phone because I know sometimes I have my phone right there and I'm watching a TV show. It's like, oh, wait, is someone texting me? Oh, did I get a notification on Facebook? No, put your phone down and pay attention. We are really <laughs> bad in our house and we do it and I can't stand it. And I, I, I've got to be better. Um, I, I, you know, we got to get rid of, the, you know, there's too much crutches with the phone. We're worried about like now I've got the watch and, you know, you can get the notifications on your watch and it's, it's, do you it's have the much. Apple Watch? Yes. I was thinking about getting it, but maybe I, I shouldn't. Well, I if you, that. you know, I would, I would say that I, I'd like to make an appointment for you with a therapist and we can, <laughs> you know, maybe talk about how you're using your phone too much and then maybe okay. use the watch with limited, you know, just kind of do little, little baby steps. We'll, we can, little baby steps. Yeah. Cause you know, okay, you need well. to just take care, take care of you. That's what we got to do. We got to make sure oh, we take care of you. Self-care. Okay. I care. Okay. <laughs> so why don't you explain to the listening audience? You've been uh, you've been all over the place on Long Island. You've worked at KJOY Walk, all of these great stations that we yes. do. Uh, you've been on the morning show at KJOY. Um, what was interesting, I saw something on there and I, on your bio, uh, which I didn't, uh, I, I loved it if it's true, but it said something. It said karaoke machine. What? Oh. What is that? <laughs> Do you okay. actually, do you karaoke? Because if you do, we're I, going out. Oh, yes, I do. I actually love it. I don't know if the audience likes it, but I do. But I used to actually bring it on the morning show. I used to do karaoke as part of a contest. I would sing a couple of lyrics and I would have my listeners call and they'd have to sing the rest of the lyric in order to win the oh, prize. Oh, God, it that was is fantastic. Fun. It was so fun. So I did uh, traffic on, on one of these stations uh, back in the day. And I worked on a morning show on Long Island, um, and 
I was in uh, working for Metro, and I and right. and I was part of the morning show where I did a similar thing where it was a trivia contest because I had I had uh, won a trivia contest when I was away on vacation, and they thought it'd be a good idea to like stump Len on television trivia or something. So we did this for about a couple of weeks. And it was questions that were being asked. And after a certain point, you know, I had to look up stuff because it was it, people were getting very granular uh, with the questions. But I like the idea of the karaoke. I, I think that's that's terrific. Yeah, well, we'll definitely go All out right. and do uh, some. Well, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but yes, I am. So we need to do a song. So share with if I could turn back time since we've done this, uh, we got to oh. get the earworm in. And, oh, uh, no. Oh, oh. no. I, we, we should get, uh, we should, is there any song that's your go-to song? Oh, geez. I mean, I love Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. So, I mean, probably dreams. I mean, it's so overdone, but like when I was younger, I used to do Shania Twain, man. I feel like a woman. Wow. I feel like a woman. A woman. Yeah. yeah but, there you go. Yeah. See, my go-to is Sweet Caroline. Oh, um, I, I do that a lot. I actually have friends and Blue Jelly is a band that uh, they were on the show and w they allow me every year uh, on on or close to my wife and I. We have the birthdays are pretty close. So we go. Um, they play. They play only play one time a year. They'll do Neil Diamond for me and I get up and sing with them. And is there video? There's video. There's video. Oh. This this is something somebody took in the day. But I am. Um, you know, this past year I did it in April and I added uh, some of the new Neil Diamond lyrics, like, because you want to make sure you're washing your hands and it's like, you're, it's like, don't touch me and I won't right. touch you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Keep your distance. Yeah, Keep your distance. Get away from me. Yeah. Don't touch yeah. me. Uh, instead of touching hands, don't yes. touch my hands, you know? <laughs> so I did that instead, but it was, uh, I love doing it. I, I love, you know, everybody's kind of a, I always remember the Eddie Murphy or somebody, everybody's a frustrated singer. They all want to be singers, right? Right. I would love to have been a singer. I love to entertain. I love that feeling you get with audiences. That's why I love doing appearances when I worked in radio. That was one of my favorite things about the job was getting out and meeting people. Because sometimes it gets a little lonely, especially if you're in the studio by yourself and it's, you know, dark or whatever. And, you know, it's I, I much prefer to engage with people for well, sure. Especially now. I think it's even worse because, you know, you feel like you're just sitting there behind the scenes and um, to get out and meet people again and to do all that. It's good that we can do that now. It is. And let me tell you, when I first was leaving the house, when we were allowed to do this, yeah. it's it's a little... Um, it makes you tired fast because you're not really used to it. You have to reacclimate yourself to what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, I tell you, it's, it's kind of interesting, but uh, so you, why don't you um, give out your website? Uh, I know you've got some good stuff on your website and you do some voiceovers, which I'm sure you have the now um, Sarah, who I had on from Seattle is a friend of mine. She did. Uh, she works with Danny Bonaducci. Uh, and the morning show, and she does. Uh, I think it's dirty weather with Sarah or something like that. It's like dirty it's, weather. Yeah, there's just like she just starts talking. She goes, you know, it's we got a cold front coming in to the east. You know, whatever. It, it it's like dirty weather with Sarah. So, is there anything that you have on your uh, that you've done that you uh, you maybe can or cannot talk about on your well, voiceovers? There was, there was a commercial that I did. I wish I still had it. It was probably 20 years ago. It was the little hair house. 
instead of, you know, Dolly yeah. Parton was in a little, yeah. And then I did a commercial for X Dreams. Sometimes the things, and that was on the shark because that was a little bit more um, tough and we could get away with a little bit more stuff on the shark than on K-Joy. You know, K-Joy is more like, come join us at the Fall Festival. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But but so it was always kind of interesting when when you would get the copy from the from the sales department for their client and then you would read it and be like, wait, are, are, this is a, for work? Like, you really want me to read this? Um, and then my friends would hear it and they would be like, what is that? You, you get paid to do this? Yeah. What's... And then it'd always be expected for coming from me too, because I, I don't, not, not that you should say people look a certain way that you would expect it, you know, to be stereotypical or something, but like it, it was unexpected. So yeah, Xtremes is on my Instagram. I don't think I've uploaded that to my onairwithtara.com website, but maybe I should. You should. I think people Xtremes. would like to hear that. Xtremes. <laughs> Um, what's the weirdest place that you ended up like where your voice ended up? Is there any, like, I know I did a phone system for a company. Um, I've did that once where my voice oh, was the phone system. Yeah. I'm doing that now actually for Hicks nurseries. Yeah. They hired me as their, as their voice person. So I love it because I can do it from my house. I just email them. I mean, this is again, technology can be great. Yes. <laughs> it can be a crutch, but it can be great. I agree with you. Yeah. The weirdest thing, my voice ended up, I, I won't say my voice, but the weirdest thing or the most out of place it seemed for me to do an appearance was at a Harley Davidson store. Um, I didn't seem to be the best representative to, to go there, but. You would think that I wouldn't be either. So here's a funny story. We just got into motorcycles in, in our 50s. So wow. I, I have a Harley in my garage for my son. He, he rides that. I have an Indian uh, motorcycle and my wife has a Honda. So we have three different motorcycles in it, but we actually, I've got Harley gear. I've got, uh, boots. I've got it all. So the fact that you brought that up is kind of, uh, fortuitous is the word. Fortuitous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, oh, maybe I try and actually ride a motorcycle. Although I don't know if that would go well. I probably, I, I... well, <laughs> it's been tough for me, but I'm getting much better at it. Like in the beginning I was, because I, um, I never even rode a stick shift car. So it was, you know, either. It, yeah. So it takes a little bit, but I'll tell you, it's kind of cool. And as long as you do it safely, it is, uh, it is quite excellent. Well, see, that's what gets me. Long Island is so congested and Southern state and some of these roads are some of the most dangerous roads in the country. And, and people are, you know, they're speeding now. I feel people have gotten really even more reckless than ever on the roads. It's, so I always feel for the motorcycle people because they're not protected. No, you know? it's, it's awful. And I think um, the whole people on their phone thing still, it's like, yes. there's gotta be, they've got to do something. I, I don't know what they can, they can do in terms of getting people off their phones in their cars. But what I find interesting is even with the newer cars, you'll see people with the phone up to their ear. I'm like, you don't have Bluetooth in that damn car? Or even if you don't, you can you can hook it up. I mean, it's not that hard. Right. I don't understand that. I mean, with all the technology that exists in these new cars, they have the lane assist. You know, yeah. it doesn't want you to cross over if there's another car coming. So, yeah, it seems a little strange that that people are still holding their phones. I think they have to block. Like, there's got to be a way to block the phone to get data while you're in the car, like in terms of being able to look at your Facebook page and look at all that stuff. There's gotta be a way they can turn it off in the car so that you can't look at it while you're driving. Right, because they, you do have something, at least on my phone, it comes up like, you can't access this now, you're driving, but then you could just say, um, no, I'm not driving, and yeah. the phone's like, okay, and then it gives you access again. I know, so. <laughs> there's gotta yeah. be a way between the car 
um, the ignition and everything, and there's got to be a way. We got to figure that out. But that I don't know how we fix this. I think it's it's so bad now. There's more accidents now than ever because of distractive driving. No, you're one hundred yes, one hundred percent, Len. It's really disturbing. I there was an article in Newsday about Long Island, and I think they had the most traffic deaths um, since two thousand six or something. It was yeah. some staggering uh, statistic, and it was like wow. But you see it when I'm out on the road. I see it. Yeah. It's I enjoy going out on a Sunday and be like, hey, you want to go for a ride and listen to music? It was relaxing. It's not relaxing anymore. No. I mean, I grab that steering wheel and I am constantly, you know, nervous about what's going to happen. The, because people are just so crazy and distracted, like you said. The one thing that I do like about the motorcycle portion is that when you go out, I'm not in a hurry. I'm not, you know, and I think it, it, your attitude is different. And, you know, like, let the guy pass you. It's... You know, it's just fun. We're, we're, I'm just trying to get the wind, you know, in my face. I'm, I'm just enjoying it. And I right. find it's very relaxing because all I'm focusing on is how to ride the motorcycle or to instead of worrying about my phone or worrying about like it's it's a half an hour or whatever it is. It's right. that time that maybe this could be good for you. You know, instead of going to therapy, we'll get you on a motorcycle. So you put your phone away. We don't, I don't want you mounting your phone to the bike. We're going <laughs> to we're going to cut it. So you don't have to look at your phone and you'll get your Facebook and all that stuff after you ride. Okay. okay so can this be our next yes. podcast? Can yes. Can it be Rides Lens Motorcycle? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We'll get that all going. Right, so all I right. wanted to bring this up to you because I saw this and I was pretty disturbed by it. And I, I got to get this in before we end today. Did you see that Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson apparently are dating? Now, oh, this God. guy, Pete Davidson, I mean, he had Ariana Grande. He had all these people. Have you looked at Pete Davidson lately? Len, it escapes me. But, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't see the appeal. But, you know, okay. I yeah. mean, Kim was also married to Kanye, so uh, I didn't get that one either. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. Um, they apparently were getting affection, according to TMZ, of course, you know. TMZ, but witnesses at both the Zero Bond and um, Campania tell us at least the two appeared very comfortable with each other, displaying a lot of affection. And we're told uh, Pete was charming, even with Kim's friends. But Kardashian did not invite uh, Pete to Paris Hilton's wedding to Carter Reune uh, on Thursday. So I think it's not like they're fully dating yet i guess maybe they're just having fun i don't know they're just hanging out there's so many terms now too it's like we're talking we're hanging out we're dating we're not officially dating we're not in a relationship we're um what's the other word like friends with benefit i mean it's yeah. like <laughs> hook up yeah upside down pineapple i don't know there's a lot of things right. that we could talk there's speaking <laughs> of upside down pineapple i saw this this morning and i was i was gonna put the article up but i didn't want to get too graphic on it but i saw there is an app for this now uh, the, oh, no. Now, do you know what the upside down pineapple means? Well, it's I, my sister-in-law informed me of this because my mother loves pineapples because she thinks it means, excuse me, welcome. Yeah. But apparently for some people, it means swingers. Yes. And, and, and now there's <laughs> apparently a feed or some kind of feed, um, kind of like um, Tinder, I guess. There's a, there's a feed that you can do. I mean, this is just oh, out of control. People who are into oh, yeah, the pi the pineapple. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't mean to go there. I just I saw that and I thought of it after obviously the whole 
uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. I got, uh, yeah, that is one union. I don't get that at all. No, I don't know I where just, everybody finds or, this mean, guy talented. I, I, you know, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but I just don't see it. Like, it, I don't see it either. I mean, and he has a lot of issues, I think, not to put that down. I mean, but that he seems that he needs to work through himself. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. It escapes me. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't, I don't. Well, I understand. But if they're happy. <laughs> no, exactly. God bless them if they're happy. I, that's why I right. look at it. As right. long as she's not on TV anymore, I'm good. Oh God. I never, wa I could no. never watch that. It's just such garbage. It is. It is, it is a lot of garbage. But this is not garbage. And you can follow Lens Burning Bush on Facebook, at uh, Lens Burning Bush. You can also follow on Twitter, which you did, at Lens Burning Bush. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel where I take all of the audio and I upload it up. It's uh, LennyL1015. Um, you can search Lens Burning Bush and find the YouTube page. Please subscribe because no one does. It's just I, 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 I will. I, yeah. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate uh, it. But you can listen to all these episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. You can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush. And make sure, Kara, when you do, you say Lens Burning Bush podcast, because I don't know what comes up. Tanya Memi asked me a couple weeks ago. She goes, where did you come up with the name Lens Burning Bush? Because when I, you first approached me, you know, I was a little concerned, like what it really meant. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like biblical or something about like, I'm like, what am no. I getting myself into here? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just irritating things that bother me. So that's kind of gotcha. where it came from. But uh, lens burning, but it does look biblical because you see the Moses picture. But it, right. it, it, it's just I thought that was kind of funny. That's why no, I, I like I, it. That's, that's why I used it. But anyway, we're on Stitcher, Pandora. Uh, we are all over the place. Uh, Kara. It has been a pleasure. Uh, I would love to have you on again when you when you get the motorcycle thing ready. We'll have you on again, and uh, maybe you know, let me know how the therapy session goes with the phone. Um, All right. We need to get you kind of off of it. You know, uh, sometimes if you do cold turkey, that might work. Cold. I don't know if I could do that. I All gotta right. wait myself slowly. All okay. Right. Small right. steps, Len. Small steps. All right. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks to Kara Reifert. I'm Len Harvey, back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.